Hello and welcome to Stress Less with me, Jess. Today, my special guest is Tracy Conan. Hi, Tracy. How are you? Hi, Jessica. I'm great. How are you? I'm so excited for you to be on here. So let's tell everybody why you're amazing. You're a forensic accountant that helps women go through messy divorces and get better financial settlements. Love this already. I think I was watching some of your videos that you have on your, um, your website and things like that. And one, the way you talk and educate is amazing. But two, I think what you're doing is so important. I think a lot of us, when we get into these relationships and we get have a partner, we tend to create an identity around them. We kind of, maybe it's a mom, maybe it's a spouse, whatever you do. And then we tend to lose ourselves. And one of the ways we lose ourselves is through finances. So tell us a little bit more about that. Well, what I found being a forensic accountant for over 25 years, investigating fraud, some of that being in the divorce space, helping women who are going through divorce, who have concerns about money, have complicated money situations. What I find is that a lot of women become hands-off with the money. And that's not something to be ashamed of. I do find that there's a lot of shame around it and I wish there wouldn't be, but we divide up duties in a household, right? Um, and so a lot of times husband will take care of the budgeting and the money and wife knows that the bills are paid. We have what we need. We have money for extras. And I have my area of responsibility that I have primary control over. But unfortunately, what then happens is they don't know how much their lifestyle costs, how the monthly bills are being paid, how much money they have, where is it? And if, God forbid, they should end up divorcing, it creates a lot of stress around divorce time because I don't know where my money is. I don't know how much we have. I don't know what our money has spent on. I'm concerned that he's going to try to cheat me in the divorce. All those kinds of things create so much stress. Yeah. I mean, just thinking about that is stressful, right? Let alone going through the process, right? right. So what is something women should do? Because I feel money is a very awkward topic, even for your spouse, right? You have that. It's just, it's just a weird, awkward topic, but none of us really like talk about it. And like you said, there's some shame around not knowing. So what are some things that we could do? So there are two things that I really suggest that women do. One is protecting yourself and one is having conversations. So let's start with the protect yourself. And this sometimes feels a little icky when you're married, even if you're in a really happy marriage or you're going into marriage. And I say, you need to protect yourself financially. It's like, wait a second, am I preparing for the possibility of being divorced? Well, unfortunately, as we know, about half of marriages do end in divorce. Nobody gets married with the plan to get divorced. But I like to show women how to protect themselves on the front end so that if, God forbid, you are one of those 50% who end up being divorced, that you are not left homeless, penniless, not knowing how you're going to feed yourself and your kids and things like that. So that's the first step is protecting yourself and knowing what to do financially so that you have a little bit of a safety net in case something goes wrong and that you know where your family's money is. The other piece is communication with your spouse. So going into marriage, great time to talk about how, you know, how do we both value money and how are we going to spend money and what parameters and rules are we going to have in place? If you're already in marriage, it might be communicating to revisit what are our agreements surrounding money. And if you haven't been involved with the money before, it's a great time to say to your husband, you know what? I was thinking about it. And I'm really concerned because if something happened to you, like you got into a car accident or you passed away unexpectedly, I don't really know where our money is or how much we have or how the bills are being paid. And I'd like to start getting a handle on that. Could we sit down and look some of that over? 
And I like that you brought that up too, because I think sometimes, like you said, a lot of us go right to that divorce thought and it's like, okay, but there's so many other things that could happen. He could get an accident. Something could happen tomorrow. And if you don't know where to access the money, where the passwords are, where accounts are, that's, you're already going through a traumatic time. Now you have this on top of it, or the bills are still going to come in no matter what you go through. And so having some type of idea about where to even look and start the process is one thing. But I think also to that point too, think about what your relationship kind of growth you're going to have. If you have deeper, meaningful conversations, it's not always just to protect yourself or in case this happens, it's, you can grow from it too, in so many different ways. Right. And I know that people who aren't really involved with the money sometimes think, gosh, those money conversations are going to be really scary. And what I like to tell women is I've just given you some sample language for a way to introduce a topic in a way that isn't scary. It's just, it's just, Hey, I have some fears. What if something happens to you? And it's all coming from a really innocent place. So that's an easier way to start the conversation. But also if we have ongoing conversations about money, I say, you know, every week, take five or 10 minutes to go over the books together and just talk about, you know, what's happening in the budget this week. Oh, yep. The electric bill. And the car insurance got paid this week and we're on track with our expenses this month. Or, hey, remember, um, we're saving for a down payment on a house and I got a little bit of a bonus at work last week. And so that added to it, whatever the case may be, if we could have short money conversations each week in a way that's non-confrontational and make that routine, it's a lot easier to have the, the conversations. And you could add on to when you're talking about the schedule for that week. Hey, we're celebrating this holiday. This is coming up. The kids need this. You could just throw it into that conversation. Like you said, we can take the scariness away from it and just make these healthy, normal conversations because it, it, these are important conversations we have to have. Right. Hey, the kids were talking about they wanted this, this, and this for a holiday gift. Um, what, do, what do you think would be a good budget for each kid for us to spend this year? Right? Right. And just make it that simple. And it's not asking for permission. It's not, you know, getting any kind of control. It's just having a relationship. You're a partner, you're a team. So yeah, that might be more in their department, but how do you just become educated? Just like you want them educated around, maybe you're, you take care of the house. So what do you need them to know about that? Right. So you're just right. having conversations. Right. So I mean, right. Cause it's not scary for you to tell your spouse, this is the kid's sports schedule for this semester. That's not a scary conversation. You're not scared to tell your spouse, hey, our kid has soccer practice on Mondays and Wednesdays and has band lessons on Tuesdays and Thursdays. So let's try to make the money conversations just as routine as that. A hundred percent. Love this. Okay. So there's a woman listening. She's in a marriage. Her husband takes is more priority over the money. How does she get in contact with you? What does working with you look like? Tell us a little bit about that. I know you have a couple of programs, so give us all the goods. Right. So I've been a forensic accountant, like I said, for more than 25 years, working one-on-one. -on -one, a lot of my work is in the corporate realm on fraud investigations where executives are stealing or companies are fighting with other companies over money. And some of it is in divorce uh, for people with very complicated financial scenarios. And last year I decided that I wanted to help more people who are in divorce, specifically women. So I created the Divorce Money Guide, which is an online program that walks women and men, but I market primarily to women, walks them through their financial situation. So what does the financial part of your divorce look like? Because that can be really, really scary and just legal terms and stuff you're going to hear about and you're going to be expected to turn over documents. What does that all look like? Then I show them 
what kind of financial documents they should be gathering during their divorce process to help make sure that they know exactly what money is present in their marriage, what's been going on, because you can't make a proper divorce settlement if you don't know all the information. And then I walk them through how do you get your documents and what do you look for in them so that you can understand where your money has been going, what how much money you have now. And if you suspect that your husband might be doing something shady with the money, what would you look for to determine that money is going somewhere inappropriate or has been hidden or something like that? Wow. I like that last piece. It's pretty cool. I think, again, it's not trying to be, it's just being educated. It's being aware, right? right. It, it's, I think sometimes we feel, like you said, that shame, that fear, that scary is, but create that awareness educating right. yourself. There's so much that comes from that. And everything you just broke down is literally what that is, right? Just educate, become aware. It's not a power struggle. It's just knowing, right? right. And taking all those scaries away. So I love that. So for the person that listens, okay. Well, with the divorce money guide, I talk a lot about husbands hiding money. And the reason why I talk about that is not to scare people, but because here's what we know that in about half of divorces, there is hidden money. And many women going through divorce have concerns. They might not have any proof that their husband is hiding money or doing anything inappropriate, but they say, gosh, I don't know. We're on the outs now. And he had all control over the money. I wouldn't even know if he was hiding something. And so that's why I focus on that hidden money and showing people that you don't have to be an accountant or a numbers person to find money that's hidden because there are some really typical ways that they hide it and some really easy ways to find it. I wish you could tell us stories about like your, um, your friends. Cause I just, my crime junkie me is like, I just want to sit and listen to that part too. <laughs> but, um, no, it's so great. So what is the best way for someone to contact you? The best way for them to contact me is to, uh, find me on social media. So Instagram or TikTok at divorce money guide. And wherever you're listening to this episode, you know, you'll find the, the, all her show in the show notes, you'll find any way for her to contact you, whether it's in the show notes, in the caption, in the email, on the website, wherever you're at, everything's being repeated as well. So Tracy, for yourself, what is one way that you practice self-care? I have a problem with working too much. So the way that I practice self-care is to give myself a work schedule that I monitor very closely every week. I have a coach that I work with who helps keep me accountable and to then prioritize my work. So I can't do everything. I, you know, figure out what's the most critical to get done. And those are the things that get done. And the other things that don't get done today, I guess they're just going to have to get done another day. And I, I've been working so hard to delegate more to my team uh, because I'm a control freak. And so it's hard for me to let things go, but you know, they're very competent people. And so the more, the more great results I get with them, the more comfortable I feel about uh, giving them more responsibilities. And so for me, my self-care is really focused on making sure that I don't burn myself out at work and that I have time for my family at the end of the day and on the weekends. Wow. I, you breaking that down, I think really helps with showing who you are. So basically just kind of going, you do this with your clients. You break everything down, small bite-sized pieces. You're creating these habits of learning how to create these conversations on a weekly basis. So for you to say that your self-care practice is creating that schedule really shows that you're practicing what you preach. So I think that is so cool, so badass of you. So I love that you do that. And you also mentioned that delegation piece. <laughs> and yes. I can see all the women here going, 
wait, we have to delegate too. Okay. You know, so, but it's easy. It's not that easy to delegate. So I love that you brought that up as well. It is hard, but as I was burning myself out, you know, sitting at my desk 80 hours a week, I just had to come to a place where I decided that if I delegate something and the person I give it to does it 70% or 80% as well as I would do it, it's okay. It's okay. It still got done and I didn't have to spend the time to do it. And, you know, sitting at a desk 80 hours a week and shortchanging my family in terms of my time just wasn't fair. Right. And so I'm, I'm not going to work my life away. I have to have some balance there and delegation yeah. helps me get there. And it really does. And I love that other piece you mentioned too. They might not be able to do it like you, right? So you might be able to bring the 110%, but if they can bring 70, 80, it's still getting done. It still looks good. It's still quality work, right? Right. But when you're not there, you're not spending time with your family. You're not spending time with yourself, right? Or your own clients in a different way. You're not showing up in a certain way. And so that's, that's truly amazing. What was the transition transition like for you when you went from corporate world to now working with people on this one-on-one online course basis? It really is different because on the consulting side of my business, my clients are attorneys on behalf of whoever they work for, be it the corporation or the person who is getting divorced. And so now with the Divorce Money Guide working directly with consumers, it has been different. It's been completely different marketing that I've had to do. Um, and it's, I would say in a lot of ways, it's more gratifying because you can see the effects that you're having in one person's life. And that was very important. When I came up with the idea for the divorce money guide, I said, you know, what kind of impact do I want to have? I want to help more people than I can help one-on-one. -on -one. And I came up with the concept that I want to help a thousand women a year have better financial outcomes in their divorces. And you might think, gosh, a thousand women sounds like a lot. Well, guess what? There are 700,000 divorces filed every year in the United States. So helping a thousand women is just a drop in the bucket. But I want to get to the thousand women and then we want to help 10,000 women a year have better financial outcomes in their divorces. I didn't know it was that many. I know it's a lot. It's yeah. about 700,000 divorces every year in the United States are filed. And like you said, a, a thousand on paper sounds like a lot, but in the grand scheme of things, that's a small percentage, but it's something. It is something. And, you know, the fact of the matter is that for decades, women have really financially been getting the short end of the stick in divorce. They have been getting far less than half of the assets and things like that. And so I really want to change that. I really want to make that process more fair. Yeah. And by educating it to be the first part, right? I, yes. I'm I love that. What is the one thing you want the listeners to take away from today? I want you to know that you can become empowered in your divorce. Divorce is one of the most terrible things that you can go through, and it's not what you planned for your family, but you can get a better result. You can come out of this on the other side, feeling like you're financially secure and like you are in control of your own future. I love that. I love that. So before I let you go, Tracy, we are going to do the lightning round. Are you ready? I am ready. What was your favorite subject in school? Math. Oh, that makes sense. <laughs> if you had to eat one meal for the rest of your life, what would it be? Oh, it would either be pizza or tacos. I, I ooh, it's it's tough. I could eat either of those every single day for the rest of my life and never get sick of them. I just love how excited you. <laughs> what has been your least favorite job? 
Oh, let's see. My least favorite job. Um, one Christmas break, I worked in a factory doing like piecework in plastics. And it was, yes, what I didn't like about it was that it didn't challenge my mind in any way, right? It was the same task over and over and over. And that's why I didn't like it. That, that's so funny. I always love hearing that other, like your first jobs, beginning jobs, because there, there's a job for everything. And it's so cool to go. Right. Never would have thought that. But you know what? The one thing that that job did give me, number one, is it it helped with my work ethic. But number two, I earned some really good money that break that I was able to use to put towards college. So it all it was fine. It all worked out. <laughs> right. Who is your hero? My mom. Yeah, that was an easy one. Yeah. What is your pet peeve? Oh, people who do not keep their word. Oh. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's a good one. Last one. What was your last impulse buy? Ooh, my last impulse buy was this really pretty pink winter jacket. Oh, <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yes. Tracy, I'm so excited you came on here today. Thank you so much for letting everybody know what you do, why you're amazing and just sharing all the pieces for them to take away today. Thank you. Well, thanks so much for having me. I just want to, you know, help educate people and empower them. And this is a great way to do it. So thanks for having me. Of course.